Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins, and we are talking with certified general real estate appraiser, Kim Weber. And before the break, we were talking about uh, uh, appraisals for public use, but I know there's there's other kinds of appraisals, uh, Kim. And, uh, you know, because I... I see folks uh, a lot in their estate planning uh, issues, and I represent farmers and business folks uh, with their real estate issues. Uh, There's a difference in how to appraise, say, farm property based on what what its uses actually are. Isn't that right? Correct. Um, Generally, uh, farm properties... uh are based on the uh, utility of the land, of the soil. Okay. And that's um, um, become very, very important. Uh, you see here in the Central Coast, uh, we have absolutely uh, wonderful weather, uh, and it is able to produce uh, sometimes as many as three crops per year. Sure. Um, strawberries are very, very uh, uh, valuable. Uh, in the central coast, uh, but that requires a different type of soil, uh, a lighter soil than... Sandy soil, well-drained. Exactly, Mm -hmm. uh, well-drained, different than uh, some of the uh, loam-type soils where you see broccoli and lettuce and uh, some of those crops, the row crops grown. And then you have uh, vineyard land. Sure. And Frequently rocky and very basic soil. Very basic soil. Mm-hmm. And so that's different than the other two that we've mentioned. And so a large measure, the evaluation of agricultural properties has a lot to do with the uh, soil that those um, crops or vines are grown on. So how does an appraiser assess what kinds of soils are present uh, well, uh, there's available, um, I forget what the name of the, uh, it's a, a federal or a government agency that has uh, uh, soil reports. Oh, probably the Department of Agriculture. Department of Agriculture, yeah. and they have uh, 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 topographic maps mm-hmm. of all the regions, and they show, they've been, they show all of the soil types. And um, there's classes of soil types, and uh, of course, class one is uh, is the highest of the loam type soils. Really? And, okay. And uh, they go down class one, two, three, and then uh, you have uh, a river bottom land, uh, and that's been reclaimed for uh, the light draining soils or the light draining crops, and so it's. The the crop or the soil types are are pretty available uh, through the Department of Agriculture. Now, when uh, when you're looking at the crops and the usage, I mean, uh, obviously there's a lot of grazing land in San Luis Obispo County and Santa Barbara County, um, and in Monterey County. Uh, is that assessed at a different uh, level or or usage or well, value? Well, sure. Cattle ranch um, is, is, is based on the ability to um, graze cattle. And the carrying capacity of a ranch 
uh, determines uh, the va- the value of that particular ranch. And Kim, is that the kind of thing you again go to the uh, Department of Agriculture to get uh, data on, or is that uh, the Farm Bureau, or are there other sources? Right, both the Farm Bureau, the uh, Department of Agriculture, and the landowner, uh, the cattle rancher themselves. Uh, they will they know how many head of cattle they can graze per acre. My, my uh, daddy was a uh, U.S. Forest Service officer before he became a poly professor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we were always told about was overgrazing. Um, that Because uh, the Forest Service, of course, leases out a lot of land to folks to graze. And um, are there... Are there sources to find out if land has been overgrazed? Nah, I imagine there is. I All don't right. know the answer. Fair enough. Now, uh, when I talk to uh, folks at the county assessor's office, for instance, um, you find out that uh, strawberries uh, aren't, they're not assessed a separate value from the land um, by the county. But uh, if you put in grape vines or you put in an orchard, that has a, a separate real property assessment added to the land. That's true. They, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just curious how that got valued into your, uh, into your appraisal of farmland, uh, if it was being used those ways. Well, permanent plantings are, as you said, not valued on the same basis as the underlying land. Right. And um, there must be some ability to determine the value of those permanent plantings that are then added to the um, underlying value of the land. So if you've got a uh, almond orchard, uh, for instance, uh, we used to have a lot of those in the North County, uh, and it was a five-year-old almond orchard, um, you might look at that uh, in your appraisal differently than a 50-year-old almond orchard. Well, true. Um, the, um, the the permanent plantings, they do have a shelf life. You right. see um, vineyards torn out not only because of, of uh, pests that have gotten to the vines, but um, something has occurred to end their, end their life, and, and so they take them out. Uh, I know a lot of uh, almond orchards have been removed because of lack of water. Yeah. Now, that's, that's a good segue to my next question, really, is um, water availability or water rights on the land would have a lot of um, significance for the value of, of farmland or vacant land, wouldn't it? Oh, of course. How do you, how do you determine that when you're... I, I mean, the, the, this is a tough job, appraising... Well, the values. In, the, in my experience here on the Central Coast, the irrigated uh, row crop land in the Santa Maria Valley or east and west Santa Maria Valley uh, in particular, um, is there's plenty of water out there. Yeah. Uh, they irrigate those crops all the time. We're blessed in the Central Coast to be sitting on a, a very large aquifer. Um, versus a um, a shale type formation 
that is uplifted and uh, versus the aquifer, which is basically a puddle uh, of water that they drill down into and, and yeah. generate their water. So uh, your water intent, intensive crops are going to require uh, a sustainable level of water. And if it's not there, then those crops will not be grown there. And as an appraiser, uh, what do you need to do to find those kinds of uh, pieces of data as far as uh, how available water is and how much per year? Well... Uh, uh, data, on, data on water is uh, not that easy to obtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally speaking, um, uh, the water resource boards have uh, uh, data available, but uh, specific uh, water availability from the individual farmer, uh, I think, is pretty much their own information. So if, if a farmer was selling, um, you'd probably advise a buyer, if you were the broker, for instance, to actually uh, go out and do a test of their well to see how much it produces, how, how many gallons per minute, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's no different than um, buying vacant land for residential purposes. How much water does it produce? And the county has a minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's three gallons a minute, uh, which isn't very much, but it's a minimum of three gallons a minute to get a permit to build a home. And um, agricultural wells, on the other hand, they produce thousands of gallons per minute. Yeah. Um, uh, At so least if you want to grow something besides mesquite. <laughs> <laughs> or weeds. <laughs> or weeds. Um, Well, folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We're talking with certified general real estate appraiser, Kim Weber. Now, Kim, uh, what's the phone number if folks need to contact you to get an appraisal? Thank you. 805-441-7076. Now, if they needed to contact you because they needed a good real estate broker... What phone number would they use? It would be the same number, 805-441-7076. Folks, we're coming up on a hard break. Stay tuned. We're going to have more with Kim Weber, Certified Real Estate Appraiser. 